my God! Okay, it's happening! Are we doing this? It's showtime. Are you ready for the feed on NR92? It's time! Hello there, and welcome to the feed, video games edition. I'm Waz, hosting the show with good old Chad. Hello here! Now, video games have always been a passion of ours. For me, for us personally, starting at the age of five, right? Chad, when did you start? I started at six playing Smash Bros. Really? Yeah. I think the first game I ever played was probably Age of Empires. Ooh. That's a throwback. Number one. Now, we've got Grizzly here to give us a little bit of a time warp. I sure do. I Yeah, I sure will, is what I should say. My first video game uh, was actually Donkey Kong Country uh, on the Super NES. And, as a side note, Happy birthday, was. Thank you. Oh, I'm blessed. <laughs> Video games have been around a long time, over 50 years technically. So I dove right into it to see how much they've changed since the 1960s by going through the generations of my family. The evolution of video games. We can't talk about the evolution of video games without going back to the start. Okay, okay, not that far back. Now that's what I'm talking about, arcades! Back in 1981, when Galaga was first introduced. And our very own Pac-Man. If we're gonna talk about the evolution of video games, we need to talk to someone who's been around since the beginning of video games. I talked to my grandpa, John Steddeford, and he had some interesting things to say about the state of video games when they were first created. I think they were relatively uh, popular. It's just that they, there was no, no major uh, advertising about it like there is today. Somebody said, would say to another person, gee, I got this game and you'd uh, try it out, and yeah, that, that's good, I'll, I'll buy that. Kind of thing. What was the first video game that you ever played? I think it was, there was falling things that you had the thing run along the bottom and you'd shoot upward. Galaga? Yes, yes, absolutely. What's the little gobbler one? Um, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. I really, really enjoyed that. Now, what do you think is the most iconic video game of all time? Mario, yeah. And, and I really, just as soon as you said iconic, uh, I should have mentioned that because uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Now we're going to fast forward a decade or two to my father's time. I actually interviewed him as well, Mike Kells. He told me a bit about video games during his time. Everyone played video games at one point. To what extent or degree, some were heavier users than others. Before high school, I didn't, pl I didn't play video games in high school. I drove cars and s*** chicks. <laughs> Dad, I can't... <sighs> now, what do you think is the most iconic video game of all time? Pac-Man. Because Mario is more of your generation, so Pac-Man is more of my generation. Uh, what I recognize more as Pac-Man than, than Mario ever is a long time and a lot of different people playing it. What was your favorite video game that you've ever played? Ever Galaga, hands down. Now we fast forward one more time to the current day. I interviewed my little brother, Carter. He's 12 years old and absolutely loves video games. Forza's really awesome, but Fire Emblem's got more freedom to it. 
Fire Emblem is definitely up on that list. How often do you play video games with your friends? Online? Um, I'd say maybe 40% of the town. Maybe once, twice a week. Now what do you think is the most iconic video game of all time? Say Steve from Minecraft. He's recognizable more than anybody. Oh, Mario, yeah, Mario. I like him, it's like my third favorite hobby. Well, second, camping and quadding. So video games have definitely evolved a lot since 1981, but it seems that the majority of the evolution has happened in the last two decades, between the age gap of my father and my brother, which is about 30 years. You know, it really surprised me how similar my grandpa's opinion and my dad's opinion were on the subject of video games, but then how vastly different my brother's is from all of theirs, even though the space between my dad and my grandpa is about the same as the space between my brother and my dad. Well, that, that was a nice retrospective there, Chris Lee. We really appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. And we're going to go in the future and the past with this next one. There's so many new releases, and that's why it's called... November. November is a big month for game releases, a large bulk of which have been released or are being released this week. I think I smell a barbecue. This week began with the long-awaited release of Spyro Reignited. Spyro Reignited is a collection of remasters of the first three games in the Spyro series. It has been highly anticipated since it was announced last April. The game was released on Tuesday and follows the adventures of the main character, Spyro the Dragon. Spyro. 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 I'm getting a little winded. Wednesday marked the release of another major game installment, Fallout 76. 300 years after our great nation began, we gather together to honor the completion of Vault 76. Fallout 76 is a prequel to the previous Fallout games. The game takes place in 2102, 25 years after a nuclear war that almost destroyed the Earth. The player character is a resident of Vault 76, a Fallout shelter built to house America's brightest minds. Fallout 76 is Bethesda's first online multiplayer game. You can play it individually or with up to three other players. There's a lot of Pokemon news coming out lately, from Pokemon Detective Pikachu to the newest Pokemon games coming out today. Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu are enhanced remakes of 1998's Pokemon Yellow. The most exciting part of these new Switch games is that they integrate with the Pokemon Go app. Players can sync the Pokemon they catch in Pokemon Go to the Switch games and upload the Pokemon that they catch into the games. There's also a new optional Switch controller called the Pokeball Plus, which looks just like a Pokeball. But the classic Switch controllers can still be used to play the game, which launches today. Back! This way! And Battlefield 5 is set to be released next Tuesday on November 20th. The game will be the 16th installment in the Battlefield series. It will pick up where Battlefield 1 left off by focusing on World War II. The campaign is divided into episodic war stories, three of which will be available at launch. The stories include a Norwegian resistance fighter sabotaging the German nuclear program, 
and a convicted bank robber and explosives expert conscripted into the special boat service, as well as a bunch of others. Episodes are slated to keep being released until as late as March 2019. Spyro. Spyro? Easily. Okay. I mean, I'm going to go for Pokemon. I mean, I already have it, but I'm probably going to go for Spyro too. Thank you, Nikita. Awesome. So now uh, it's my turn, and I've got something special to talk about here. It's, uh, if anyone knows me, I'm a broken record when it comes to Twitch and streaming. It brings two of my passions together, which are video games and making people happy. I interviewed six beautiful people, including three Twitch partners, to get their thoughts on the platform that can change lives. Streaming, Twitch, and gaming, they all have a common theme. The ability to connect and bring others together. To build a community of people who love to game and just have fun. My interviewees not only come from Edmonton, but parts of the US, proving that we're all not that very far away from each other. And first off, I ask them, what makes Twitch so special? I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do until I go live and have the people that watch me watching me. Like, it's really just like a big reunion every time I go live. So like, I don't know, it's like, it's special to me because it's like, it's my favorite thing in the world, you know? So it has allowed me to be myself completely and it's embraced. And the reason why that means so much to me is because throughout high school and just being a freaking 16 year old girl, being a nerd wasn't like the coolest thing where I went to school. So I always had to like suppress it. It's it's probably it's probably community. It's not even so much watching the streamers themselves because like I can play a video game if I want, you know. But I think it's more just the friendships and stuff that have come out of it. It's like a, a loyalty thing. Um, it started off years and years and years ago back on Justin TV when I found it, and I kind of got hooked on it back then and have loved it ever since. You gotta wonder, what's their favorite part about streaming? What makes it so exciting for them? Being myself. <laughs> it kind of goes back to the first question in a sense where like, it connects people and who are just as dorky and just as quirky. Connecting with people, old and new. I like meeting new people, I like talking to new people, so. And developing relationships, because it's not what you know, it's who you know. Like, you never know who you're gonna meet. When you step into a stream and you're like, you have this goal for the day and you match that goal, whether it be on Twitch or in the game that you're playing. For me, it was a debate on whether I should stream or make YouTube videos. And the, the tipping point was the fact that I got to interact with people live. So having that kind of discussion and building those kinds of relationships over the process of streaming is way more interesting to me than just spitting a video out into the void and then crying when you see all the comments. So, what do they like to play? I like like the BR, like Battle Royale games that have been out recently, like Blackout and Fortnite. My favorite game to watch would have to be Metal Gear Solid. Indie games, man. That's where it's at if you want a good cry sometimes. They're beautiful, the soundtracks are beautiful. Being a variety streamer, it can be difficult to start, but it opens up your mind to a whole bunch of different games. Anything that's not Fortnite. Any, any like Bethesda game, because I, I can divide my brain into two segments. Like I have, I can spend such little brain power on the game and I can focus almost entirely on the chat and just talk with people and, and walk and explore and then something interesting will happen and then I'll go back to talking to chat. Uh, I only stream Hearthstone, and the reason why is because I have a very bad computer. And if you're interested in getting into the world of streaming and Twitch, well, 
They've all got some pretty good advice. Have the passion. Don't go in it for money. Be yourself. What it takes to streaming is is people just want like they want to relate to someone. Biggest thing when it comes to social media, do not compare yourself to other people. As easy it is as it is. Consistency is definitely something I, I would give as advice to start out with uh, and create something that makes you unique. If you're getting into streaming, do it for fun. Put in maybe $40 on equipment. Do it because you like it and then see if if you really enjoy it and if there's something there for you. But don't do it because you want cash. Try not to compare yourself to others and just focus on your immediate goals. And big thank you to the ones who got involved in this. Thomas and Twitch ID of Unsanity Live. I'm Steven. And my Twitch ID is the tank, TH374NK, all one word. My name is Jeremy. Twitch handle is the Geminator HS. Uh, my name is Ali and my Twitch ID is uh, Spec Ops Fox. Twitch is all about diversity, which couldn't be more important in today's society. And the best part is it creates bonds through gaming. Yeah, Twitch is uh, really like a family for me, you know. Um, also, uh, two of the streamers you heard at the beginning are Kat and Fuya. Uh, they're both uh, sisters from Edmonton. So, Chad? Um, yeah, and, and Fuya lives out in Vegas, right? She lives in Vegas yeah. now, but born and raised in Devon, Alberta. Nice. So, uh, Emily's here talking about some games that are casual games. So, like Nintendo games, right? Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of upset you guys haven't talked about the new Sims expansion. We'll we might have to get famous YouTuber Libby Dirks to talk about that. I don't <laughs> play Sims. I'm sorry. I don't play Sims either. Well, first off, happy birthday, Waz. Oh, thank you. I'm touched. Yeah. I'm touched. And uh, personally, I prefer the less competitive and more simple, relaxed games. So I decided to explore the side of gaming for those who aren't looking for a competition or looking to win anything. When most people our age think of video games, they think of games like Fortnite, PUBG, and Overwatch. Competitive games and gaming are huge right now thanks to the popularity of things like streaming and esports. But there are other games out there that you probably know of, like Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon, where it is basically like living a virtual life with cute designs and there is no winning. And even games like Pokemon that focus less on competition and more on casual gaming. Samuel Keller, a video game enthusiast, says many people choose these more casual games as a way to relax. They're relaxing. I mean, it's like a stress-free way to relax. There's no punishment for failure, usually. I think that's the key. It's just, because you have no real goal, I, I think that encourages a lot of people who don't like competitive games and, and having to succeed or do well in the eyes of other people, especially, uh, that there's no reason for them to, to really try harder than they want to. It's just a way to have fun. It's guilt-free fun. And while these types of games focus more on people having simple fun, there are those who get Get more into the game than others. Keller says the games aren't really to blame for that though. That would be more of that type of person, not so much much the game causing people to become obsessed. Uh, I mean, plenty of people who play Pokemon just because it's fun and, and don't want to collect every Pokemon in the game, but there are plenty of people who do, right? It's not an issue. The game gives you options. That's, that's the idea. As for whether or not casual games are better than the competitive games, Keller says they are better in certain ways. I think overall they're better for your mental state. I mean, a lot of people get really obsessed with being number one or, you know, having a number one battle royale. So it's just uh, what video games are meant for, just to have fun. And in other ways, casual games have drawbacks. Some people would use it as a coping mechanism, um, say like a really stressful day or they're going through something in their life. It is beneficial, but it could be unhealthy 
healthy because any coping mechanism can take over your life pretty easily. Like I, I, I've seen people become obsessed with Pokemon or Animal Crossing just because, you know, they used it as a crutch, like an emotional crutch in a way. And it sort of becomes like a second life, especially games like Animal Crossing where, you know, you do the same things and see the same virtual people every day. You have to be careful not to put too much attention into the fake life and not into your real life. With the rise of video games streaming and esports, Keller says there is also a place for the casual gamer too. I mean, I've seen people stream things like Pokemon Go or even things like Animal Crossing where there's no purpose. I think that comes down to more the audience of people who just like to watch other people play games, not because they want to see someone compete. I couldn't say why. They want to watch someone play a video game that isn't competitive, but I personally do that. I, I, I watch people play video games on YouTube all the time, just for entertainment, it's like watching a TV show. Both competitive games and casual games have pros and cons, but it's really up to the player to decide what they like more, because neither one is going away. I really learned that there is a huge space in gaming for those who don't want to win or compete, and they just want to have fun. Well, thank you, Emily, for proving that video games are not just about the pew-pews and that there's a game out there for everyone. And now uh, we'll be back with more uh, of the feed, uh, video games edition, just after some commercials. And welcome back to the feed. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. Guys, welcome back to the video game edition of the feed. And so, not just gaming is about uh, casual play and Twitch streaming. It's about tournaments. And Ready? video games, Go! every game of knows what it feels like. Meetups, competitions that bring video game players from around the world to meet. And I've participated in. Ready, go! Every gamer knows what it feels like when they enter their first tournament. They're scared, they're excited, they're determined to win. But it's not like that for every single person at a tournament. Sometimes, you play to have fun. So I wanted to know, what is the skill gap in between players at tournaments? So I asked Alan Cawthorn. I mean, it really depends on the level that you're playing at. Uh, if you're playing semi-professionally like I was, you get both a mix of casual and pretty competitive people at the same time. In LAN tournaments, you're more likely to see the more competitive people. So where do most tournament goers start? Do they do LAN tournaments or do they do online ones? I competed in quite a few zero-dollar tournaments to begin with. You find more com or more casual people in like the first couple of brackets but later on if you want to win you gotta you gotta go full full try hard so i've done land tournaments for league of legends hearthstone i've done online tournaments for realm Royale, uh blackout fortnite if you've never participated in an esports event why not try now oh uh, yeah if, if you've never competed in any tournaments before uh go in there with the expectation of not winning and getting experience unless if you're really good at the game, then you're probably going to get pretty far. Uh, I'd say at the beginning, it's more for experience. Getting better at the game, allowing you to uh, to practice even more, getting into, the getting into the competitive scene with your foot in the door. So, um, I've also participated in tournaments myself. I've done Pokemon and Hearthstone tournaments 
going in top. Okay, yeah, now here's Sarah with uh, some uh, focus on being a rookie and playing video games. Yeah, that's right, Waz. I have never played a video game in my life unless you count. Do you count Wii? Yes, of course. You count the Wii? Okay, then I've played the Wii, but I've never played anything like an Xbox or a PlayStation. Nothing like that. So I decided to play one with my boyfriend, who is a major gamer, as a little bit of an experiment. Okay, so this is Johnny teaching me how to play a video game. What are we uh, playing today? We're playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Okay, and what can I expect from this game? One of the simplest games in existence. Okay. And you'll struggle with it a lot. Before we could get started with the game, Johnny had to teach me the keys. Okay, so X, CX. I see the X. That means jump. Okay. Circle means crouch. That's an O. Oh, sorry, O. O means... No, it's a circle, sir. It's Sarah. an O. It all shapes. It's a circle. But no, it's X. X is a letter. No, but X is... Johnny, X is a letter. Okay, if you make a uh, rectangle around X, the letter, is it a rectangle or a square? It's an X. It's a rectangle. It's still an X. No, no, no. But... That went on for a while. That's it's a an shape. X. It's a letter. There's two letters and then two shapes. Once he admitted I won, he gave up and went back to explaining the key. Square is reload, which you need to do often. Okay, reload. I don't remember the rest of the keys. And triangle is switch your guns, but you won't need that because you don't have enough skill to use a secondary properly. No, I, I feel like that was a hit at my, at my well, gaming intelligence. Usually you only need a skill if there's score streaks or if you're using something like the... Uh, I'm hearing Then came the ridiculously long process of choosing and designing a character. Okay. I just want to start the game! I the X, I think. This is so boring. Class making is important. Boring. Ask anyone you know. Bored. After what felt like hours, we finally got to start the game. She cannot actually move both of the, the analog sticks in unison. Like, she has to move, first move, and then look. It's painful. It's physically painful. I can do both. No, you can't. I, I just can, hit you. Okay, no, wait, 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 where'd you go? I can running I can, in circles. I can forever run in circles around you, and you'd never ever hit me. I just hit you. Yeah, but that's because I stayed in the same place. Like if I, I could run and slide, and I can actually avoid you forever because you cannot move the, the sticks in the same. I'm just gonna jump off this cliff. And you, okay, that works, I guess. <laughs> Did I win? No. Okay, up the stairs. Oh, I missed the stairs. I gotta go back around. Okay, so loop hold on. a loop. Press X while you're moving. Ooh. See, look at that. See, you can jump really high. Well, I don't want to jump. Okay, up the stairs. Walk, walk, walk. Can I make this lift up higher? Whoa, where, why did I? Why am I bleeding? I hit you. How did you hit me? With my gun. I hit you in the face. If you had moved up around, you would have kept. Now I'll kill you and then I'll show you what happens. Or oh. you can kill me and I'll show you and you'll see what happens. I'll let you kill me. X, X, jump. Why am I in a wall? Why can't I see anything? Because you need to turn. Just like I'm that. trying to turn. Why would it turn? There you go. See, just Kay. like when it happens when you run. run. When you run into a wall in real life. Come at me, Johnny. Okay, hold on. Now you need no. to do something No, 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 no. I'm just going to go. You need I to win. Okay. Oh my god, now I have two. Exactly. So how do I make the other one go off? Shoot the other one. Oh. So not normally? I feel like Rambo. Okay, I'm gonna butt you so you go back. No, I don't want to. I no, want to be Rambo. You have no choice. <laughs> I'm going Catch to. me first! <laughs> and thus ends 
what Johnny called the most excruciating game he's ever played in his life. Needless to say, I think this was the end of my video game career. So I struggled with every aspect, aspect of that. Um, and while I learned why you guys and Johnny enjoy it so much, it is semi-entertaining. Uh, we both agreed that it's best that I don't touch the PlayStation ever again. Well, Sarah, I, I do hope you actually turn into a gamer once at some point, because it's always fun to be a gamer. No, I no, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to duck out. Nope, this is not going anywhere good. No, I think you should do fighting games. Yeah, why not? Anyways, what? we've got <laughs> Keenan to give us a bit of a educational spin on video games. Indeed, I do. How's it going, guys? Not too bad. How about Pretty yourself? Good. I'm pretty good. So I thought it would be interesting to get a perspective from a teacher who gets to see new students every year and gets to see firsthand the changes caused by technology and video games. I ended up talking to my mom who has been a kindergarten teacher for years. She says that even with technology nowadays, most teachers still don't use conventional games as learning resources in the classroom. We do use it somewhat, depending of course age appropriate. There's a lot of I wouldn't per se say video games, but there's a lot of online learning games for, you know, reading, writing, math, all those kind of resources are out there. She also says that with video games being more prominent in today's society. Children are very technology aware, like they know how to run a lot of the computer programs. Like if, if you pull something up on the internet, they'll tell you, oh, let's go to YouTube and watch this, or let's go to Netflix and watch this, um, or different uh, games they talk a lot about, or a lot of video different kind of video games that they play or that they um, watch their parents, I guess, play. However, she feels that video games can hinder children's development, especially at a young age. Children are also coming in with less, I don't want to say social skills, but they're coming in with less knowledge of vocabulary. And when we were younger, we used, our parents used to do a lot of rhyming or nursery rhymes and stuff like that. And nowadays, I find that kids are lacking a lot of the knowledge and understanding of what those are even. And what is her personal and professional opinion about video games? It's not beneficial for children to be playing these games. Often you have four and five year olds coming in and talking about the shooting games or the stealing games or the Grand Theft Auto they got to play games that are should be more for older, either children or adults. So although video games are such a huge part of our lives, keeping them out of the early stages of children's lives may be important in the long run. Okay, so just one thing I want to clarify. She did go on to say that she does not think video games are bad by any means, but again, they can cause some issues in the early stages of childhood development. I 100% agree. Totally. Well, Children shouldn't be playing like Battlefield or Overwatch. Or... No. Well, thank you, Keenan. That was awesome. I appreciate it. Now, I've been gaming since an early age. Uh, I'm probably not going to stop till the day I die. How about you, Chad? Oh, I'm going to keep playing, but I'm going to keep playing that Pokemon. Yeah. Sure. I mean, has it changed my mind, kind of like uh, Keenan was kind of mentioning a little bit in his segment? No. Has it probably? Yeah. But uh, thank you for listening to this week's feed, Video Games, video games Edition. <laughs> Chad, any last words? Um, Got to catch them all. Now get now get back to gaming and you, know, you got some loot, loot to collect. No! God, please, no! No! Did you just miss the feed or want to listen to us again? Hear it on NR92, Sunday nights at 7.30, or find it on NR92 SoundCloud.